Now it is. Hey, everybody. You know, it's right there. I could just pretty cool. Yeah, but I got the phone. You're the... Oh, so used to it. You're the director. I'm the Howard. <laughs> hey, now we go to our camera. There we go. Hi! It's both of us. Squeezer's on my set. I know, that's weird. Your set. <laughs> you, did, you built you... it, but I I took it. Did you break it? I co-opted it. I might have broke some of it. So far, it's all good. Stay pop hasn't destroyed it. What's up, everyone? Sorry we're a little late. My bad. It's a matter of getting uh, our act together today because we are in... Um, uh, it's a different kind of thing. Squeeze is right here next to me. Look at these two morose motherfuckers right here. Looks like someone's shitting his cereal. Don't give me that look. You creep me out. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Wrong movie. This is... Same I know, universe. But I, don't ruin my joke. I was planning on saying that like three days ago, and I knew I was coming in here. Hang on, this is weird. I, got, I'm, I can't be taller than you. There we go. You always are on the show because I'm always slouching. Ah, yes. So I can't, I don't have a DVD. So it happens when you suck your gut in, it kind of like pushes <laughs> you up. Good so posture. I, can... I don't have like that uh, transform engine on the switcher that I can level us uh, out, even though I slouch. That's this is a robot squeezer. So weird. So uh, speaking of being in the same place, I've got bad news. Yeah. Next week is our last week of live daily shows. We'll be uh, we'll be here Friday, where we might watch a Back to the Future cartoon because I've never seen it, um, and uh, we're talking about it today. And then uh, next week we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we are back uh, in July. To our normal nightly show. I still fig haven't figured out how we're going to uh, to do that, Squeezer. Mm -hmm. uh, how we're going to uh, do the show. Um, the show. Ah. Whoa! Don't hey. So I I just it just loaded. I'm like, <laughs> wait, there's something missing here. The people. Hi everyone. It was a good run. We went. We have been over three months. We thought it was going to be two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. We're like, All remember right. when we did movies? I know, and yeah, that was like, okay, this is getting, this it's is taking lot. up my whole day. Yeah. We're going to switch down to like a shorter show, uh, and you know, maybe we'll do another week or two of this, and now we are here three, three plus months later. Ten, uh, like roughly 10 hours of broadcasting a week, that would have been. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're here uh, for the last, we have... Uh, this show plus four more shows live, and then we go back to our normal time. But that means like two, three hour shows then yeah. at night. So, yeah. and and you guys, and you there'll still up. be a way to be live with us. I don't see why we can't just do. Well, you're just concerned about internet speed, is that it? No, we can't do the video thing. It'll, it'll break up too much. I need I need that bandwidth to have you. you. Need, yeah, yeah. So we can't do the well cable company. Once I'm up here this way, it's not that far. It's only like four miles. We just oh, run a yeah, dedicated right. line. That's what someone said the other day, how much running the fiber. Yeah. Yeah, dedicated uh, line. Mm. Um, I missed fancy haircut day here. He did. But she, she'll be back next month, Squeezer. It's okay. Is it free? 
Yeah, we, we that's what we're going to try to do, the audio stream with the chat uh, and yeah. the different platforms. So I'll have that figured out by the time we get it going. The just You guys will just have to be down with our pee breaks. <laughs> yeah. All. And and when I say things that we have to cut out. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, that, that's going to – you guys are in for a treat because there comes a breaking point um, roughly – I'd say anywhere you whatever comes first, either an hour and a half or eight beers. Um, yeah, it's when the right filter comes off. Uh huh. The squeeze. So it might be the you might witness the very last show we ever do every right. time. You guys just have to promise that if you're in on the li- the live stream, you can't rat us out for yeah. when I say things that are inappropriate accidentally and have to go cut it out. Things like that your dad would say back in the day. <laughs> yes. That's not Ooh. okay to say now. Yep. Through our neighborhood. Ah, oh, man. Slack-jawed yokels digging holes. It's just, I worry, I worry at, uh, you mean you, you, I do edit. Yes, we do edit. That show. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes LEP breaks in because <laughs> of fucking Daughtry. <laughs> and his goddamn sound check. Or falling asleep. Or... Oh, yeah. Or we yeah. fall asleep. That's another thing yeah. you guys might witness. Mm-hmm. When we get too late, it's like 2.30 in the morning, and one of us inevitably falls asleep <laughs> while the other one's rambling yeah. on about nonsense. Or we're completely hammered. Yeah, um, we're completely couple. hammered. Yeah. I, I don't think Mike knows. He, I, he should know we're doing a show, but he doesn't. Uh, Squeezer, kill my mic. Okay. And you go ahead and talk to him. Oh, I got a fill. What's up, Mike? Oh, he's on the phone. Uh, hey, this is weird. This has been so. The, this is the la- first time in a long time that we. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's. Fine. Shit. When was the last time we did a show together in the same room? I mean, we used to do this all the time. Then it just became impossible. Like I'd stop by my way into work. It'd be like an hour. I. You know, it's just the lighting in here. I'm actually because without baseball, it's. Uh, I'm very pale right now, but I also don't have my god awful lighting in my basement. I got a real camera shooting me. Got a real light, even though there's fluorescence on over our heads, but it works. You know, there's a thing about, you know, I'm a I'm a content guy, even though I want stuff to look good, I do get it's like sometimes you just wanna okay. you guys don't give a shit if we look good. I look awful. So there's nothing I can do to make me look good. I try. I suck in my gut. Put a hat over my head to cover the majority of my face. I use this. I'm very self-conscious. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. So that's why I'm sitting here in front of a microphone and a camera on the internet, because that's a smart idea. I'm rambling now. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's a studio, but there's rubber baseboard around it, because we didn't design it. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's a... I mean, trying to i can't tilt the camera but there's a grid there's lights we don't use like the studio lights we have other production lights that are in little stands that you can trip over ah very sweet handsome squeeze that i am uh this is part of a corner of a bigger set that uh uh was another show i don't know if we're that's actually plastic down there well, yeah, you can see it. When you actually see it on Sorry. regular TV, it actually looks kind of good. It's a little trick I learned from some guy down in Jersey. What were you talking about? <laughs> you explaining the rubber baseboard? Ram- yeah, they asked if we were in a studio in an office. I'm like, well, it's kind of both. 
It's a stu- it's a studio. It's a studio. But it's in an office. Bu- it's an office building. Yeah, it's a studio. The, but the sh- the show we are doing uh, early on, it was from my office, and then I moved into the studio when I got the switcher. Yeah. And I am excited for baseball if it happens. I still don't believe it. July first, they report to spring training. July twenty fourth, yeah. they play ball. That was just uh, about playing uh, a high school tournament we might be doing, Sweezer. Oh, yay. So we might have work. Um, but oh, we digress. We're talking back to the future, mm-hmm. and we might as well kick it off. Squeezer is first. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm going to have to set some things up here so I can do this better, because I can't watch us. I got to get the chat, and I need my switcher. All right, Squeezer, are you ready for your first pick? Uh, no. Well, too late. This game sucks. Yes, it does. Now, we've talked about this plenty of times, but I don't think we ever officially, like... You did. I did? All right. Well, now there's video support to go with it, so you guys can see what the hell this garbage is we're talking about. Would you believe it? This is an LJN product. Yeah, all the licensed games. Yeah. Same, same with uh, Jaws Squeezer. Yeah, yeah. These guys, they did. I cannot beat for the fucking um, life. And it was uh, Beam Software also developed it. So this is the same publisher and developer. So this is exactly, I mean, shot for shot right out of Back to the Future. So there's a little side games. This is the only one that kind of makes any sense. Where shot, shot for shot right out of Back to the Future. Yeah. Layout. It's not a bad rendition, a bit of Johnny Be Good. It's a little fast. This is this is supposed to be Power of Love. Really? That's what they claim. And then that's the end of the game. I, I Congratulations, Marty. You've made it back. All your time travel is behind you now. Maybe. Ready? And... Right back to hell. Right this, back. Oh. This, this game is brutal. Uh, it's hard. I never once beat it. Um, never even came close. I think I got to that Elaine level. or uh, Hello, once. Elaine. Uh, so there's, you, you basically run up the street, and you can get on the skateboard, which makes sense, or you can collect bowling balls. Cause bowling that's balls? from Back to the Future. Oh. Um, and then there's manholes and girls with hula hoops and mm. mosquitoes. Just like Back to the Future. They'll get you. Yeah, they'll get you. And then you get to the little uh, mini game at the end. And the first one is like Biff, where you have to like throw mugs of root beer at him. Right. Uh, then you have to deflect your mom's or catch your mom's hearts. Well, That's in creepy. School. Uh, and then you play Johnny Be Good. <sighs> and then it's hard enough. But if you do manage to get through all that, and I don't know how you do, and you get to the DeLorean scene where you saw it, we drive basically instead of run up a hill. You have to dodge the lightning bolts and get it up to 88 miles an hour before you hit the uh, finish line, before you hit the, the cable. If you don't hit 88 miles an hour before you hit the cable, it's game over, period. Hmm. So it's, it's basically sudden death, one life. Once you get to that final level, you have to make it, or just everything like, you did is just, uh, just like Ghostbusters you know. getting past tape off. Yeah. In the Commodore I game. I don't know. I never oh, on the Commodore. <laughs> the Commodore game. You have once you get to Stay Puff, you have three guys. You have to get two of the three guys past Stay Puff, who's like guard, like bouncing back and forth, guarding the door. Mm-hmm. If you 
if two guys die, one guy can die, but if two guys die, game over, start from the beginning. <laughs> if you get two guys through, you won. Hmm. That simple. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, this game was still uh, love it. this game was hot trash. I, I, I don't know if I'll ever play this. I'm still trying to play Jaws over here. Now Find it, get it. I mean, you're not going to play it long because it's very long. I have it. I have every Nintendo yeah, game. What I'm my... saying is it's very long and repetitive. Like that's n- Just like just Jaws. One, yeah, it's, you just do the same thing over and over, and then it's broken up by those little mini games. Um, it's really not worth that uh, much effort. Or It's worth checking out for about, I would say, I give you 45 seconds before you're just frustrated and you give up. Uh, that's less time than I gave... Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves on Game Boy. Oof. I gave it about a good five minutes. Oh, I, I talked. This, I wanted to bring this up in the show. Did I? My grandfather mentioned the Kevin Costner movies. I was telling you. So he wanted the he. I had him. He had me look up what channel uh, Paramount was for him because he wanted to watch that. Yellowstone. Oh, the old Spike TV. Yeah, that Yellowstone show. And he's like, yeah, Kevin Costner's in that. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And he goes, you know, he's never made a bad movie. <laughs> and I the. <laughs> <laughs> the air just leaving my body like you know what you're absolutely right Waterworld and, and I such a great film yeah Waterworld's fantastic and I actually like The Postman so yeah, Tom Petty uh it's just Rude. Gavin Gavin oh, that's better than the end um yeah in this game it had its critics um there was one person uh Bob Gale uh was not a fan in fact, he uh, referred to it as one of the worst games ever. So it wasn't a ringing endorsement from the creators of Back to the Future. Angry video game nerd does a great episode about this. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. I didn't. I knew it. I didn't want to watch it though because I didn't want to poison my take on it. So he has some Just, of the same yeah. critiques. He's like yeah. bowling balls. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he goes off on LJN too. It's I know. It, That's like a, a running theme a in his show. It's a given. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolute trash. They, he tried to get involved with it too. And Bob Gale. Bob Gale. And he's like, let us give you insight. We have ideas. And they're like, no, oh, it's too late in that. LJ, they don't give a shit about like integrity in their games, clearly. Have you ever met AVN? No, uh, we've, like, years ago, him and I chatted when his show kind of first came, like, like oh, man, 2008. Because uh, I remember texting him on a Blackberry. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was talking to him, and there was a possibility because, you know, I'm in the industry. I was about doing something together, and this was before Rad Years was even an idea. And um, it just never came to fruition. And I, he's been at RetroCon when we were, when we did our live show. Um, but he's always got a line, <laughs> unlike us. <laughs> we didn't have a line. We have people. We people, and we had fucking uh, the the Cybertronic Spree. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, fuck you, video game. No, he's great. Yeah, I yeah. love him. I still watch his show every time he posts one. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah. back in oh, I, th- I think the Phillies were in the World Series, and he was like, we were commonly talking about the Phillies and how crazy it's been in Philly. That's how long ago it was. Shit, that him and I yes. were chatting. But nothing ever, nothing ever came of it. Um, he wound up blowing up because he got more popular and more popular after that. And then he just stopped talking to me after he... That's and what then you he, do. Then he made his movie. I never watched it, mm. but... 
Uh, well, eventually we'll stop talking to each other once one of us. Blo- well, I've already blown up clearly. <laughs> long <laughs> oh, quarantine, sweet boy. Um, okay, here is yeah. my next pick, Squeezer. My first pick. Oh, uh, if you were, I have to do like the double mouse tap. Oh, and I would say, yes. This has such an epic open. I don't know if the show can live up to it, Squeezer. Uh, I, I remember watching it. Now, uh, this is the season two open, which is different from the season one open. Okay. I never watched it. I remember it being on, but I've never watched it. It was like, yeah, I knew this existed, and I remember it being on, but fuck it if I ever would, would watch it. Mm-hmm. It's got a really pretty elaborate uh, intro. That was, that was long. Um, so I, well, it's I, less you have to animate for the rest of the show. <laughs> I wa- I looked it up. Uh, a lot of the voices were done by actual characters or actors from the show, uh, except ov- obviously Marty McFly was portrayed by a man named David Kaufman, uh, but Emmett Doc Brown was portrayed by Chris Lloyd in the live segments, and Homer Simpson played him in the animated segments. Okay, I- Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Um, but Clara Clayton Brown was voiced by Mary Steenburgen. No shit. Yeah, the actress who played her. We were just looks... watching her last night. She, we were watching that uh, Thirty Rock one. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, she looks like uh Mary Steenburgen in the cartoon. It's pretty close. Uh so. Oh, also, and uh, Biff Tannen was voiced or played voiced by Thomas F. Wilson, the same character I played him. Well, in. I'm I, I love Thomas F. Wilson, but I'm not surprised by that because he's one of those guys that he he got that role and he yeah he went really, with it. Really didn't do. I, no, but I like that he just you own it. You know, it's his role. Yeah, if that were me, I'd sure as hell. Yeah. Oh, you're saying so? You can't replace Biff, but you can replace Indiana Jones. I didn't say that. Oh, you said it's his role. I mean, he, they could have replaced him, but he wouldn't let them. He took the animated series role. He replaced Jennifer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I never watched it, so I don't know how it how it holds up, Squeezer. Uh, there was a comic book published by Harvey Comics detailing further adventures of the animated show. I feel like this is something we should watch Friday. It's not bad. Is it available? Yeah, there's some out there. There's some out there. Can you do Trump as Doc and Snagglepuss as Marty? Trump as Doc. Well, now you got an audience. <laughs> Marty, we have to go back. We have to go back to the future. It's the Megatroid, Doc. How are we going to get there? What are we in? We're in 1955. Oh, this is when I came to be a man. Or a dandy, if you will. A dandy lion. Would you stop being such a little bitch, Marty? We don't have time. Go get some garbage. I'm going to sit here and just watch you because I'm very important. I'm the doctor who made this thing. Go collect garbage. Put it in so we can go back. I don't have any more time for your antics, you stupid pink lion. (laughs) Thanks for saying bitch and 
not getting us kicked off YouTube. What? <laughs> Nothing. I said bitch? Yeah. You, you, st- you used to call him stop being a bitch. Oh. Uh, yeah, there could have been other. Try <laughs> That Trump would That would have, yeah. Same goes for Dan Aykroyd, right? He owns a role big time. Yeah, he is. He is. Dan Aykroyd is. I mean, he created the franchise. It's his creationist yeah. baby. Squeezer, you, you could be Biff. Just call me dummy. Hmm. Oh, no, Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I did want that jacket he had. Found that in my search history when I was typing in Back to the Future, I got all these like lists for like Biff's jacket. I was trying to track down because oh. I was gonna start looking like a 1950s bully. Well, that's cool. Uh, so what else is about this? Uh, there was a home video release, a VHS cassette, and three laser disc volumes were released from 1993 to 1994, chronicling 18 of the 26 <laughs> episodes. Uh, the entire show was released on DVD October 20th, 2015 for the first time. Wait, so there's only six episodes per Laserdisc? I guess. <laughs> there's only 26 episodes total. Huh. Didn't go when, on long. When did it run for? It only ran for like one, Nin- one season? Uh, 1990, it was 1991 to 1992. Yes, one year. Huh. Two seasons. And it, it wound up on uh, Fox, the Fox box and uh, syndication. Um, Joe says the animated show sucked. I oh. see. I have. I didn't watch it a lot. There's something about Jules and Vern bothered, like bothered me. I didn't care for all. So the it says cast. the series takes place after the movie, but producer Bob Gale has stated that the animated series and the comic books take place in their own what if and alternate timelines, which by traveling in the future you create. So mm-hmm. I guess this is showing you the recreate a timeline. So if, if that's the case, though, no matter what you do in Back to the Future, by those rules, everything can be considered canon. I guess, yeah. What did Bill Nye play in this? It says it marked the television, a, a debut television appearance of Bill Nye on a nationally broadcast show. Hmm. The premise is, following the conclusion of episode or movie, the third movie, in 1991, Dr. Emmett Brown moved into a farm in Hill Valley with his wife, Claire, their sons, Jules and Vern, and the family dog, Einstein. As, the film, as with the film, time travel is achieved through the use of modified DeLorean, which has apparently been rebuilt after it was destroyed at the end of, end of the trilogy. The DeLorean now has voice-activated time circuits and can also travel instantaneously to different locations in space and time, in addition to folding into a suitcase. The characters, I gotta watch this. The characters also <laughs> travel through time using the steam engine time machine Doc invented at the end of the third film. Although Marty McFly is the show's main character and Jennifer Parker make occasional appearances, the show is mainly focused on the Brown family, whereas the movies focus on the McFly family. The film's villain, Biff Tannen, also frequently appears. In addition, relatives of McFly, Brown, and Tannen families were plentiful in the past and future parallel timeline zones visited. Unlike the film, which took place entirely in Hill Valley and the surrounding area, the series frequently took the characters to exotic locations, because that's what cartoons do. At the end of every episode, Doc Brown would appear and do an experiment often related to the episode's plot. The first season also included post credit segments with Biff Tannen telling a joke related to the episode, alluding to actor Thomas F. Wilson's career as a stand-up comedian. Seems good. We gotta watch it. Yeah. Dude, Uh, Joe Exotic is Biff. (laughs) First of all, I want to say 
Fuck Carol Baskin. Secondly, she should make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's good. I love the scene in season three of Stranger Things when they're trying to explain the time travel aspect of space and time continuum back to the future. Yeah, that is good. Stranger Things is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just want it to last forever. Um, yeah, and that's what's great about this cartoon, though, because they don't care about any of that. Whereas Back to the Future, even though it wasn't like hard science or could be backed up as real science, in that world it is. Mm. Whereas with the cartoon, it just folds into a suitcase and you go in outer space because you just want to come up with random shit. When you have to come up with something from week to week, if you have hard rules, it's it a lot harder. Especially yeah. when you're a cartoon and you have to entertain little 10-year-olds. That is true. All right, uh, ready for Squeezer's next pick. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it's not here. Marty, this is it. The culmination of my life's work. And DeLorean? A time machine. Get out of town. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking the Back to the Future uh, Time Machine DeLorean set. Uh... Unfortunately, I'd have it with me to show you guys right now, but it's uh, packed up in a box somewhere in a storage locker. So on, when the time comes, when I get it out, I will bring it to the show because it's an awesome piece. Um, this actually is a part of the Kuso. Now it's, uh, what is it now? Uh, Lego Life Eric. What's the, the, it's the part of the treehouse kit. Like it all comes from fan-derived um, uh, yeah, they are, they are very, it's a very expensive kit now. I think it's like, they want a couple hundred bucks from now because they were limited. I got it when it first came out. So it was, I got a regular store price. It was a Christmas gift, but, uh, it's an awesome piece. So it was put together by it's this Japanese company that oversees it and fans put kits together. And if they submit it and it looks legit enough, Lego will produce it as a real set. Uh, so just like, uh, Eric's treehouse, which it's only, I mean, how many pieces was that? Like 3,000, it's roughly 3,000 pieces less than the treehouse. Um, but it's cool. It's functional. Like the wheels tilt down into hover mode. Uh, and you can even make a separate little piece that you can put on the, uh, on the hood to be like the old school, uh, wooden time circuits that the, you know, they build in the old West, um, or back in 1950 to go back to the old West. Um, okay. So it's, more than 3,000 cheese. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's, it's an awesome set. And it comes with a Marty uh, with a skateboard and you got a dock. Um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. And it's a good play piece. Like it, it moves, it's solid. Uh, it, and uh, the doors, it has the gull wing doors. Uh, it was pretty complex build, even though it's not huge. Uh, it's a lot of little intricate parts and stuff. I, I still play with it from time to time when it was out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it, and there are multiple like versions out there uh, that you can get uh, to uh, like spruce it up a little bit so it looks more. You can modify it so it looks more like different DeLoreans from the different stages in the movies. Uh, what else you got? Oh no, what? Oh, oh I was I was reading with. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do the yeah the Pepsi crate. That's uh, I wish I wish I had it with me. It's killing me. Uh, I was gonna actually go and dig it out, but then the show would have been really late today because I have no idea where it is. 
it's in the top of the box, but I don't know where that box is. Uh, there were uh, fans that put together the train, but Lego never gave that the, the green light, so that's still a possibility. It's always out there. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll bring it to the show eventually once they get it up and running. Sorry, Eric from Texas uh, just tipped me off to another Entertainment Earth exclusive. The uh, I just had to order it. Um, I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> now that has everything to do with what I'm about to show you. Entertainment Earth. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the uh, date on the time circuits is January 28th, 1958. Uh, and that's when the first Lego brick patent was made. Fun. So, um, look at this. Oh, I gotta punch it up. This is just came out. Eric from Texas just re- hit me up, and I had to quick buy it before it sold out. But a Jurassic Park Dennis Nadri action figure, convention exclusive. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty. That's awesome. Yes. And a Barbasol can. That's great. What, no menthol? Um, as far as the train goes, I'm not a huge fan of the train just because it felt like it broke from the, it's weird to say, groundedness of Back to the Future, but I kind of like that. I mean, it was hard enough for him to build one time machine. So he was able to build a time machine in the 1800s I don't know, it was just, I guess it's a fun way to end it, but I, I would have been happy enough with just, uh, yeah, and also the flying with the wings, yeah, so yeah, I will go on record, train's overrated, it's I, cool in person, but. I, I bought the, I bought the Mr. T figure, they asked if I saw the Mr. T WWE figure, and I bought it on the show the other day. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it. I was like, oh, I got to hold on. I got to get the show. Lego just approved the McAllister house set from Home Alone. Ah, that's got to be cool. Going to get that there? Uh, it's going to probably not. I want it. I, I could never do this over my... Uh... I want my Ghostbuster firehouse first. What does that cost? Is like as much as a, a washer and dryer. Clara is a biatch. Who's See, Clara? That, that honestly, the Home Alone like that that'd be nice, like a nice Christmas decoration. I would do it. I won't, but I can dream about it. I got the colossal Jurassic Park T Rex. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, all right. We should go on to my next pick. Uh, ready, Squeezer? Yeah. I gotta set everything up, do the double mouse click. Dr. Emmett L. Brown here. Through the wonder of video spectronomy, I'm recording an amazing phenomenon. McDonald's Back to the Future Hamburger Happy Meal for $1.99. Analysis shows it comes with one of four toys, like Marty McFly, some old guy in my DeLorean. Holy bovine, is he familiar? Switching to x-ray mode reveals one toy each week when you buy your kids a $1.99 McDonald's Happy Meal. Hmm, perhaps I should forgo further documentations and just have lunch. What you want is what you get at McDonald's today. So I think McDonald's was frothing at the mouth to get to the Back to the Future teat, and um, 
And probably vice versa. It just I guess it didn't work out for the movies because this was related to the animated TV show. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> the the it's a bunch of like moving action figures, like friction toys. I guess you mm-hmm. pull them back and then they they roll. So I, I have a couple of these uh, in my collections, and uh, they're kind of cool. But um, you know they they really not that, they really don't have anything to do with the movie. If they would have done like more movie related things, I think they could have gotten better. Like what kind of McDonald's offers? Like, they should have done something from the past, like brought back something off the menu that was from 1955 that didn't exist anymore, and then made mm-hmm. something, like, from the future. Like, like separate water fountains, or... <laughs> not funny. No, it's not. It's a bad thing. Yeah. So, like, but no, like... They had the, Like, the hula burger, that old pineapple thing that probably tasted disgusting. Ugh. Or, like, make something up. Like, this is the 1955 McDonald's cheeseburger. Get, uh, go back to the future uh, with, with this. Or, or, and then went back to the future, too. Uh, some sort of supersized meal from the future that has, like, like, like maybe a box with, like, a salt. The fries aren't salted. And, and you crack it, and it salts the fries automatically. I don't know. Just saying. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm just I'm riffing on what McDonald's should have done. You think it would have had to do because there was a the Burger King product placement? Oh yeah, yeah. The move the first movie starts off with yeah. their bur- uh, Doc Brown has a fast food problem and he's he's yeah. at Burger King constantly. So that's probably yeah. Why didn't Burger King? Burger King had the whole like setup where they're doing the um, BK Diner thing mm-hmm. in like the late '80s, early '90s. Anyway, that would have been the perfect opportunity to set it up but uh, again like burger king was with coke and there's pepsi perfect mm-hmm. it's just because they could have served like old school pepsis and then maybe done a futuristic version where they do pepsi perfect oh yeah yeah but i don't know the burger king should have been a burger king happy meal I, I feel like they don't have the energy to follow through with those kind of things i don't know there were some pretty cool burger there king were some happy cool meals ones but it was really they pick their battles. Whereas McDonald's, yeah, they, I mean, they, the thing is why there's so many awesome McDonald's Happy Meal toys is there was a lot of garbage out there, too. So oh, you kind of yeah. just threw a lot at the wall and see what stuck. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can go for McDonald's right now. I don't know why. Uh, what are you going to, what would you get? Just a regular cheeseburger. Nothing fancy. Everything just regular cheeseburger with the, the normal toppings? Yeah. yeah. Like the two, like that, that basic little two cheeseburger. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. I don't need all the fancy saucy shit. I, I I'll would, get that too, but, <laughs> you know, to go with it. But. I would get uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Six-piece French small fry, bottle of water, Can I, barbecue sauce. Get the large fry and I'll eat your fries. <laughs> uh, what would you get at Burger King right now? I mean, because they don't have fucking chicken tenders anymore. Couple whoppers. Couple whoppers. <clears throat> I don't even know what this is. Hmm. Um. All right, let's move on. Uh, that way, we don't have much to talk about because. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to get a second one of these Nidri figures to open for you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Squeezer, we're on your third pick now. Oh, yeah. 
Joe got it. McFlurry. McFlurry. Oh, yeah, you got to get a McFlurry. McFlurry. No, like McFly, but McFlurry. McFlurry. Hello, McFlurry. There you go. All right, here's Squeeze's third pick. I use a movie clip here because I'm talking about book. You're allowed. Okay, good. Imagine that this line represents time. Here's the present, 1985, the future, and the past. Prior to this point in time, somewhere in the past, the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 1985. Alternate to you, me, and Einstein, but reality for everyone else. Yes, uh, and that's where the TV show comes from. Yeah, and and that's and but it gets a little confusing, so it helps to have a guidebook. And I had and oh my God, I think it's at my mom's house. Uh, I got to dig around. Uh, it's the uh, the official book of the complete movie trilogy. It's a wordy title, but um, this was an <sighs> awesome. Uh, sorry, buddy. I got one at least. Uh, this was a great book because it had a, a lot of content in it. Uh, it was really colorful and had diagrams, which I was fond of. So that whole diagram that Doc is drawing on the chalkboard, they have a more animated, cooler-looking version of that uh, in this book. And like, they explain how they went from here to here and where this goes to here. And it's fun. There's like pictures and stuff, and it's color-coded, mm-hmm. which is good for me because I'm very much a, a USA Today kind of guy. Um, I like my infographics. He does. He doesn't. Um, yeah, there's a pic of this book. Just, uh, I should have, fuck, I suck. Here, let me. Uh, What's the book called? Uh, it's the. You can't pull it up. I yeah, can. It's the uh, Back to the Future uh, official book of the complete trilogy. And there's actually a blog page that has a couple samples of it. Uh, it's cool. And on the book cover, it's uh, Doc and Marty from 2. And then there's a little cutout down below with a picture of the horses uh, pulling it. Um, uh, and with the title caption. Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's the biggest picture I could find. I got to get a bigger picture. There yeah, you go. Get a bigger picture. There you go. Here, we'll throw this up there. So we can... There we go. Uh, it was, this it was 130. That's the book. There it is. Um, yeah, this thing's pretty sweet. Uh, and it's got all kinds of. Oh, other... that's old. Yeah, yeah. This came out in '90, I think. Like this came out and like coincided with the movie. Well, it was written during the movie, so there was uh, they did interviews while on set. So this is like a promotional piece that they were doing, but this was put out by their like publishing uh, uh, wing. Wing. Um, and the guy that uh, wrote it, uh, Michael uh, Michael Clastorian. Uh, yeah. I had to look it up. So he was one of the co-authors on it. He was the guy that was on set doing all the interviews and gathering all the information. He's also the guy in Back to the Future 3 that says, Good morning, Mr. Eastwood. So there you go. That guy. He also, I believe, wrote a couple episodes of uh, the animated series. So maybe find one of his and tie it all together. So this guy is like deep in the Back to the Future canon. Mm. Yeah, he played a, a featured extra. Uh, wrote this sweet guidebook. That He's like the David Filoni of Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he was hoping that one day Back to the Future would blow up and there'd be multiple uh, Back to the Future animated season or series that uh, coincide with each other. Um, 
But yeah, it's a great book. It's 79 pages, and it's hardcover. That's big for me. Um, right now, you can get them... Oh, yeah, you can still get this shit on Amazon for like uh, 30 bucks. That's not bad. Um, but yeah, I, and it's cool. There's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, storyboards that they have in there, um, like breakdown of the hoverboard and like the design of that, uh, and a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, uh pictures a lot of stills from the film and uh uh the the one of the coolest things is in there there's a page uh look, i wish i could i should have sent you this um what if i do this Same. Uh-huh. what are you trying to do let me just i'll just send this to you you can uh, uh <laughs> hang on text it to me where'd it go this is figuring things out with the rad. <laughs> Anyone want to do an impression while we wait? <laughs> I, I could do that. Do something, a bad impression of some sort. Yeah, your airdrop open on that thing? Uh, Yeah. I don't see it. Let's open. God damn it. Just I said text it, message it. Andre the Giant waiting for Squeezer's Vax. Squeezer, where's the Vax coming from? <laughs> How long is it going to take for this? I'm going to scratch you like a bug if you don't fix it now. Hogan, when Squeezer makes his fax, it's finally going to be as WrestleMania 3 of the Under the Giant. Very thin, the WWF Championship. Connery. Oh, they wanted Connery to dust his dock. Squeezer, are you going to get me this any time this century? Good God. I'm going to have to go back to the future just to get my time back from waiting for you. <laughs> Here, I emailed it to you. Emailed to where? I don't, did, my work email? You. Yeah. I yeah, don't have, this is my personal Well, app. this is not my laptop. I can't just send it to you from, <laughs> this is a uh, Hey, baby, Marty, uh, we're going to have to go back to the future, baby. The American dream, that's the rose. He likes to go forward and backwards in the future. He's everywhere. He's on the present. He is the man. I'm the second most reasonable, recognizable athlete in the world, in the future, in the past. Snaggle Post determining Squeezer is sponge-worthy. Heavens to Megatron. I only have 800 sponges. I don't know if Squeezer is worthy. He's <laughs> definitely not sponge-worthy. Squeezer, any day now. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he went to my phone. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. That's not showing up. Was it just a picture? Yeah. It's because they got these sweet posters that weren't used for the film. That's actually worth looking at. It's my bad. I should have put this on the video. Then you could have just pulled it up. But hold on. All for a up. picture. All for a picture. Oh yeah, these are a disaster. Look at this. It's thinning too. Look at it. And I'll tell you what. This getting gray. There's your fucking picture. Yeah, that that was worth it. <laughs> no, what, yeah. I, what are you looking at? These are these are all uh, concept posters that they originally. Uh, we're putting together, uh, pr- you know, movie posters, but they didn't work out. Mm. So I, I think the original. I think they went with the right. I think they went with the with the right one. The right one. The the one uh, third one uh, from the left or second one from the right, if you want to go that way, uh, is not the. 
we do this for a lit. We get paid to do this. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I'm surprised Mondo hasn't put these out uh, as re- special, uh, lim-, lim release, limit dish posters mm-hmm. yet. All right, kids, you got yeah. your picture. Yeah, Squeezer, just... are you satisfied? Sorry. Yeah. Well, Failure. You should be. You should be. Hey, hey, pal, you're really screwed up. Yeah. Fire. Unless they want to join the Kiss My Ass Club. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> He's pouting. Sure. Uh, I wonder how long you can keep this up. All right. We don't have video for my next one. This is just what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about Alan. <laughs> Will you knock the fuck off? You're creeping me out. Silvestri, uh, his score. And why do I not have audio? I don't know. Oh, it's low. There we go. That makes it. When it's turned down, it won't work. <laughs> so, speaking of Mondo, this is the opening thing from Back to the Future Part Two. I got. I just got this. I ordered this at the beginning of quarantine. It's uh, the Back to the Future Part Two score, the original score, composed and conducted by Alan Silvestri. Uh, and right now, we're the main title. Um, and I figured I'd open it up and we'll take a look at it right here. Ooh. It's on 180 gram vinyl, but it's got over 20 minutes of previously unreleased material. So I'll pull out my little knife here. I'll cut this open. Dun, dun, dun. Alan Silvestri, he's a good composer. He did Roger Abbott, which I have that score from Mondo too, and Forrest Gump. All right, this is supposed to be 121 gigawatts electric blue. Look at that. That is pretty. Uh, And there's there's two LPs in the kit. And uh, I'm sure there's some awesome artwork in the gatefold because this is Mondo we're talking about here, folks. Uh, I hate getting records back in that gatefold. It's like a science. Uh, Oh, yeah. Here's the gatefold artwork. Where we're going, we won't need roads. And um, there's the track listing. That has Mr. Fusion. Oh, that's pretty sweet. And uh, all the info on uh, the credits, if you would. And the second LP, same deal, same electric blue splatter. I like the time uh, circuits on the on the other side. No, no. Oh yes, the back. Yeah. There you go. It's a good look at it. Uh, I like the score enough, and I, I thought, oh, that's a cool-looking record. Add it to my collection. Since I had Robert or Alan Silvestri's Roger Rabbit score, which I love, it's so like a 1950s noir, uh, new film noir. All right, this is Mondo's. Back to the Future. I think you can still get it. Back to the Future Part 2 on Mondo. I, I want credit, though, for Mondo. I want a free album. <clears throat> All right, Squeezer. We are on your fourth pick. Oh. 
and I gotta get to my buttons. Ready? Yeah. There it is. I'm going back to 1885, and I'm bringing you home. Welcome to the rousing conclusion of Back to the Future. Doc's trapped in the past. What kind of a future do you call that? And there's only one man who can save him. What's your name, dude? Clint Eastwood. What kind of stupid name is that? Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis present Back to the Future Part 3. Where'd you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven. Rated PG. Starts Friday, May 25th at theaters everywhere. I don't brag or anything, but I'm talking to Zombie Sailor. Toot toot. He's hooking me up with my Congo set, Case Fresh now, because he knows I need one. Um, tonight, if you're looking for the Congo action figures, he's got Case Fresh, every single one of them. I don't think he has the deluxe ones, but he's got every single one of them, even the mail away, uh, for sale tonight at 8 p.m. Zombie Sailor Toys, zombiesailor.com or zombiesailortoys.com. Find him on uh, Zombie Sailor. Get his zombie sailor toys on Instagram. He's always got awesome shit. How many of these will you have now? Well, I'm finally gonna be able to open up my old ones okay, and so make that's the what diorama. You're to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, Amy was not the mail away. It was a uh, um, one of the gray gorillas, and even the mail away bag calls him an ape. <laughs> it says mail away Congo ape. ape. I don't know. He's not an ape. He's a fucking gorilla, <laughs> which is a great ape, but yeah, still. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I specifically uh, I had to pick this because you asked me if I was gonna pick something on Back to the Future Three, and you said it in a very mean and hashtag uh, hurtful Ryan kind of way. Mm. Uh, Those stickers are in, by the way. I know it's not your favorite. That's no, not. Uh, but it has a special place in my heart. And look, it, it feels weird because it doesn't feel as much as a Back to the Future movie as the other two, especially coming off of two. Because there's so little time machine in it. You know, you get it in the beginning. I, I think they you... made a mistake not making us wait for three. Okay. It was too soon. It was November to May. Well, here's the thing. I don't remember seeing two in the theaters. It was in November. We went. Yeah. yeah. See, I remember, like, for me, Back to Future 3 is one of my first, like, vivid movie-going experiences. I went with my aunt. We saw it to the Roxy. Uh, so, you know, maybe I didn't see it until November of the next year, for all I know. Uh, it's second, uh, third run dollar theater. But um, I enjoy it. It's, look, and um, well, the other thing is I'm a Western fan, too. So mm. you get a little <laughs> bit of, uh, a little mix of everything. Uh, and I, I like the, I like the when they do the models. So the same thing like they did in Back to Future 1. They have to like model the whole thing. Like the plan. Oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, Like oh. I built my own. You like when Doc Brown yeah. makes the I models. I like when Doc okay. Brown makes yeah. models. So uh, the the train model, I also went and I had to go and build my own little train model with the windmill and the point of no return. Yeah. I, I mean, to. I could make fun of you, but if you read my first blog on uh, the radyears.com summer vacation blog event, there's two up there, kids. Uh, I told the story of how I had this, after I saw Congo, I had this um, a gorilla stuffy that was mm -hmm. about like this big. I used uh, construction paper and paper towel and toilet paper rolls to make her a little glove <laughs> so she could talk to me, be a friend. Yeah, sting hats. 
God, it's makes gonna. I'm not. Sur- I'm surprised they're all not already in the works. Yeah. If you uh, if you go to uh, radiators.com, I I got a, my hands on a 1992 um, WCW merch catalog, and I scanned it and I posted it all on on the the page the website for you. And there's this hot pink. Uh, sting hat and i was like should i make these as our next hat like as i'm reading it and i see it and you're talking about the sting hat i'm like oh he's gonna make these goddamn things and then i'm like i should make these things i'm like yeah it's fitting yeah i i don't where where are you guys at on three oh like as the uh, the fans if they like three or not yeah i mean i i watched it once and it was okay but i wasn't into i was Again, they should have made us wait more. I mean, I mean, Fair we enough. saw in November in the theater, and it was like at the end of it, it's like coming soon. They already had it filmed. Joe, you don't have to be so hurtful. I can read. I'm surprised Squeezer read it. I know. I made him. You made me. I sent it to him last night. I'm like, did you read the Congo one? I didn't read the Congo. <laughs> it was late. It was like two in the morning. So I was pulling clips. Clearly, not well. <laughs> They're all entertaining. They like yeah. it. I, I think it, I do like the sequence of the like the Pepsi crate that kind of makeshift time circuit thing. I kind I like that. And I also like, like the whole setup to it. I think it, it I like that's the best part of the whole movie is how like it was just developed how Doc hit it knowing that it would take years for them to find it and then travel back. So it, it just it was well thought out. It's just the movie itself does kind of, I think it does drag in the middle maybe uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. And maybe we didn't need a, I mean, it kind of did. Doc Brown love story. Well, it sets up the end of the movie for him to, you know, stay, stay behind. There. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could have set something up where he had to go back to save Marty and there wouldn't have been a love scenario. I can get that. Uh, but Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor going around that was debunked that Tom Holland was set to star as Marty McFly in a remake of Back to the Future. Would the thing that made Back to the Future 2 stand out for all of us is how cool and realistic they made the future look. Mm-hmm. It was very much current life, but they just futurized it a bit. Would they be too tempted if they went into the future in a new movie to just make it so CG and out of control mm-hmm. that it loses all its luster? It like it peaks. There's no imagination. It doesn't like. Well, I mean, really, the only difference between their 2015 and our 2015, or more 2020, they were probably shy by about ten, five years for a lot of stuff, is like the flying cars. That's pretty much it. Well, and and they didn't predict the f- the phones as well, like the technology. That well, that yeah. Well, they were kind of behind on that, but like you, they walk in, they have an Alexa. Yeah, I, I I found it funny. It's like they're talking about like how like they have to use like Jennifer's thumbprint. I'm like, that's so 2017 or <laughs> some shit like that. You know, um, but I was thinking about this. They have like the the window screen, like they pull down, and you have a beautiful you know scene outside your house. My TV, the, the second I'm not watching something for five minutes, it goes in the fucking screensaver mode, and I got a beautiful scenery on my TV right there. So it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. We don't ha- I don't have a fax machine. Uh, my bank asked me if for yeah. one when I was trying to buy a Mac. But Ferris is right. They would make it look just like Ready Player One too much. But yeah. I agree. Robert Downey and Tom Holland would make a pretty good Marty and Doc. And if they went into the past, 80, if they went to 85... 
or 89, that would be fucking that awesome. That would be the way to do it because now you look at it. And it's funny. Like, you watch that and there's no, like, that version of 1985 doesn't feel nostalgic. It just feels normal. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if we do, if we were to do it, their version of 1985 would be very 2020 looking back on 1985. Yes. There'd be a lot, very just overwhelming of nostalgia. As I'm it. sure people in the 50s, where'd they go back? 15 55. years? 55. I'm sure people in the fifth, 55, from the 50s were like, looked back and saw very nostalgic. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, Rick as and Morty as- is very much... Uh, um, the, the the original idea was a uh, uh, Marty and uh, it's my, my my Rick voice is pretty much my uh, Alex Jones. Hey hey Marty, uh, we're uh, we're gonna have to go back to the future, Marty. <laughs> yeah, my Alex Jones is just more intense. You're gonna need your silver solution, Marty. You're gonna need to go to Infowars.com and get your silver solution for twenty four ninety four before you go back to the future because the globalists and the elitists still exist. Back in nineteen fifty five, they're even more prevalent, even the communists back then. Oh God, you're gonna need silver solution to protect yourself from communists. <sighs> Globalist. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rick and Marty's Rick and Morty started as a Doc and Marty cartoon, mm-hmm. and then they just shifted it a little bit. A little. A little bit. Uh, okay, uh, here's, this is something I was uh, always obsessed with as a kid, and I felt that we had to talk about it. Hey, pizza, I'm oh, All right, just wait your turn. <laughs> when it's ready, could you just shove it in my mouth? <laughs> Don't you be a smartass. I'll crack the atrocity channel. Hydrate level four, please. Ooh. Is it ready? Here you go. Oh boy, oh boy, Mom. You sure can hydrate a pizza. No, I'm sorry, I missed that whole thing. Al, I'm just worried about Jennifer. Why isn't she home yet? I'm not sure where Jennifer is, Mom. Should have been home hours ago, but I'm having a hard time keeping track of these days. Fruit, please. Thank you. Aren't you and Jennifer getting along? Oh, yeah, great, Mom. We're more like a couple of teenagers, you know? Dad, telephones, needles. Dad, it's for you. All right, well, I'll take down the den. Excuse me. Trap. <laughs> Marty's kid's a fucking dickhole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about the rehydrated Pizza Hut pizza, which we took caught our imagination more than anything else in that house. Video walls, fuck it. Seen mm-hmm. it on the Jetsons. Uh, the fruit coming from the ceiling. No Who wants fruit. that? No one has fruit. Uh, Pepsi Perfect. It just looks like a weird Pepsi bottle. Mm-hmm. But taking a teensy little pizza and putting it in a black and wave, a black and decker rehydrator, using the Alexa on it mm-hmm. to tell it what to do, <laughs> and coming out with a steaming hot pizza, barehanded, pulled yeah. out. Well, no, it's just a pizza hot. The tray, you you're not you didn't rehydrate the tray, right? Oh, so it's, I, I wouldn't know how. Uh, we don't know how the technology works, yeah. uh, Mr. Shumway. Uh, so this was the most. I think the thing that we want, I, I just wanted that little pizza, man. Yeah. <laughs> thing was adorable. And then it just, it didn't look too appetizing after it came out of. Very. It, lo- it looked like a food that's in a commercial. Like it clearly looked like just a prop food. No, it didn't even. There was no cheese pull. That's a good point. Yeah. Whatsoever. It was just, mm. it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was cut and it, it looked like someone just oven, oven to pizza. 
It was. What is it that? was cooked a pizza in the oven. It was strange. <laughs> I, I I don't want to critique the film, but it was a very strange uh, match on action. Like it was unnecessary. Like cutting to the close up of the pizza, and then the pull and reveal, and we already saw. It was just. It was odd. Yeah, that the pizza before it got rehydrated was the personal <laughs> pizza you got for complete for reading five books and getting your book it mm-hmm. passed. That my dad would never let us go turn in because he swore it, you had to buy something. First of all. Going to Pizza Hut without, when you could get it delivered to the house for free? Why, why would you do that? Because they have the shaky cheese that you can put on your plate. and then... Yeah, but they also wouldn't deliver the free pan pizza. You had to get it in the store. Oh, well, that was to suck you in. Right. So your parents so, would have to buy pizza. Oh, uh, right. Uh, I don't, we're not getting that. We'll get a full pizza, and then you'll just eat that. But, Dad, Dad, I earned this pizza. I had to read. Uh, well, you know, you should, they'll teach you to read. <laughs> <coughs> well, I I think my favorite thing about that clip is, and I didn't realize it until because I was going through the process of looking at homes, is it's the future. It's 2020. They have all this high tech shit. But what I appreciate the most out of that scene is it's still the same countertops and cabinets that came with the house when they built the house in like 1990, mm-hmm. and they're all worn. It's all dated. So they didn't go through and it's like, oh, well, it's the future, so everyone's going to have futuristic cabinets. Because mm-hmm. now, 20 years from now in the future, it's still going to be the same damn cabinets in the house. And they're not going to be like these magic like laser glass cabinets. That-, that, that kind of is on par with what we're talking about with the Ready Player One CGI look. Yeah. Like George Lucas was very... Uh, uh, against making the future the futuristic look of Star Wars look futuristic. He wanted everything to look dirty and worn in mm-hmm. and lived in. Because that's how the future really looks, yeah. you know? Yeah, everyone wanted Marty's Toyota. That thing was And it sweet. makes sense, though, that, and in, but it's after the war, and when you go back to, you know, the Clone Wars in the first episodes, everything's a little shinier because everything's prosperous and we're well off, and then the shit hits the fan. And, mm. Yeah. It's a lived-in version of the future, mm-hmm. Yes. But same with uh, the 1985 when uh, all all of that like when they go into the the um, the saloon 80 saloon he's playing the game mm-hmm. ordering Pepsi Pepsi Perfect I just feel like if they did the future now it, w- it would look like uh, you know those shitty Spielberg movies like AI and mm-hmm. uh, what the fuck's that other one with Tom Cruise yeah because Minority for, Report because yeah, and God forbid you try to make any kind of futuristic set everything just has to be green screened and yeah cgi'd like even the counter they would just oh we can't just have a glass countertop no let's just make it green and we'll key everything in because showing a little too much taco meat there okay you don't want to get a smaller v <laughs> all right here's squeezers next part. all right i was looking forward to this one looking forward to all of them since its introduction there's never been anything like it It's been copied and imitated, but nothing can touch it. With a megaton of pulsing power and a mind-blowing overdrive that literally burns up the road, it's the thrill ride that every other ride is measured against, but nothing comes close to Back to the Future at Universal Studios, the ride from the 21st century. This was the highlight of my trip to uh, Universal. So we were down there, I want to say 96. This ride, excuse me, bubbles. 
Uh, this ride opened in 91. It closed in 2007, got replaced by the Simpsons ride, which I'm glad the Simpsons have a ride. It was a shame that they took this away because it was an awesome ride. It was so much fun. Um, huge, uh, like, setup for it. You have... Uh, they have a whole cinematic thing going on with different movies and cutscenes and interactive shit while you're waiting in line. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's in it, like his he reprises Doc Biff's there, um, and it's all set up that you're going to Doc's Institute because now he's like well off and he invented the new eight passenger DeLorean for all your friends to get into and ride in the time machine together. I mean, at some point, if you're gonna keep making time machines, do you have to? keep making them out of a DeLorean, but I digress. They make good time machines. They do make good time machines. Um, so this was, uh, it was a simulator ride, and there were multiple, so I think it was like, there were two actual setups. So it was on a giant-ass iMag screen, uh, and then each iMag screen had 12 cars um, that you would get in, and then, you know, rock you back and forth while you go flying through the through the world that they created. Uh, and it, it's, you go back in time, you're going to the really? future. Oh, yeah. Do you see the T-Rex? You've gone back in time? Yeah. Shit. I, yeah. Did not know. Mm-hmm. Been there. And y- this is in Florida? It was. Oh, yeah, well. they're all gone now. Um, and the DeLorean was out front. The train was out front. Uh, I think they're still on the Universal property. I think the train is been moved around and the car they actually used as a prop from time to time now it sits there again and you can get your picture taken with them one of the cars one of them um the coolest thing about this is and you know how i love like practical shit so this came out in 1991 it was very expensive and near impossible to do a cost-effective cgi version this now it'd be easy you just do a whole CGI of, you know, flying around and throwing the iMac. All that stuff, the dinosaurs, the cities, all miniatures. Everything was done in stop motion and miniature for iMacs for the simulation. Uh, so that dinosaur's mouth you're flying through was a real dinosaur mouth. Just teeny tiny miniature dinosaur mouth. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not on, like, 70 millimeter iMac? Yeah, yeah. The frame is, like, that big? Mm-hmm. Um, well, is that pretty nice? Yeah, uh, we, it's that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it would still hold up now, <laughs> thirteen years after they they closed it. Um, yeah, and but, Tantra said it's the Simpsons right now. Yeah, because she goes, she used to go to Universal, like California, all the time. Hollywood. Yeah. It, it was bittersweet when I mean I've never been on the Simpsons ride, but to to know that this went away was kind of kind of sad. Because it was, it was the highlight of, of but, but it, it gave, was the coolest ride at Universal at the time. But it gave way to The Simpsons. It did. So, but they put The Simpsons ride somewhere at, else. At least it gave way to something cool and not something Fair stupid. Enough. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there should still be a Back to the Future ride. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe one day. Uh, maybe one day. We'll get it back. Okay, here is my last pick. Let's wrap this show up before they kick us out of here, Squeezer. Are you ready? They can do that. You're the boss. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have to do real work every once in a while. What's this? <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, Since nope. its introduction, that's still yours. There's that's never pretty awesome, though. Anything like it. I didn't load mine up. I didn't even load my own uh, my own clip up. I was all ready to go and screwed the pooch. All right, now 
is when we are going to do it for real. It's this double-clicking shit. Power laces, all right. So I couldn't do a Back to the Future show without talking about the Nike mags. Um, so these were prop shoes made by the prop department, mm. and they, they had people behind them, I think. Usually it's the simplest way to... Yeah. Right. So they had puppeteers, I guess, behind them pulling the laces. And out of all the things you could have <laughs> made, like we thought we'd get hoverboards. We thought like that year we'd get hoverboards at Christmas. We thought we'd get... Dust-resistant paper. Dust-resistant paper. We thought we'd get Jaws 15 or 19 in 3D. Mm -hmm. But no, they, people made the Nike Air Mag. So I think there was two versions uh, of them, 2011 and 2016. Um, the 2011 was a limited to 1,500 pairs. The 16 release was re limited to 89 pairs, and the 16 was the actual self-lacing ones. So... Um, the the uh, 2011 release uh, went on eBay on September 8, 2011. The proceeds were dedicated to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Disease, uh, and they sold from $2,300 to $10,000. Ten additional pairs packaged in presentation boxes were sold exclusively by Noxie at live action along the world. $4.7 million was raised from these fucking things. Then in 2016, uh, on October 21st, 2015, the same day that we're back to, we're in the future, Nike unveiled the self-lacing versions of the Nike Mag. They're ready to go on sale on March 20th, 2016. They got delayed and they released October 4th, 2016. Michael J. Fox was the first to get the shoes from Nike in October 2015. Um, on October 4th, 2016, Nike opened the raffle for the Nike Mag where anyone could buy a ticket for $10.00. But the raffle was limited to 89 pairs. All would be donated to Parkinson's Research. They raised $6.75 million for these shoes. That's crazy, right? How many were there? 6.5 million. 89. 89 pairs. But you could buy a ticket for $10. So you, the more tickets you buy, the better chance you had getting a pair. Just gonna... So you're going to divide 6.5 million by 89? Yeah. To see what each pair kind of went for. Is my calculator, is that, is that 6.5? Yeah. Divide by 89. That comes out to $73,000 per, per pair of sneakers. And I think that's what they sell for <laughs> if you want to buy a pair on eBay. Um, but yeah, the Nike Air Mags, I would never wear them, and I don't think they're meant to be worn. Uh, no. It says Nike Estated Mag is not meant for heavy... Um, heavy uh activity and should not be worn for recreational purposes yeah it, i i guarantee it like it's not like if you if you walk in there and like you'd probably get hurt like pull a muscle throw your back out it's not meant to be you're probably better off being barefoot but they look cool can i get that jacket that size adjusting the size adjusting jacket they would never because no because then they can't sell more clothes yeah hmm. It's a conspiracy they have with all the fast food companies so they can sell more clothes. Yes, Ferris is talking about Tinker Hatfield. He was the one who redesigned them uh, power laces 
uh, weren't prevalent in the uh, or weren't available in the first one, but uh, eventually they uh, they made them work. Self-lacing shoes, and now I think they have actual self-lacing shoes that are like wearable. Hmm. I'm. I don't. Tie, I tie my shoes once when I get them, and then from then on, I just slip, slip them on. Slip them on. That's what I do too. All right. Well, that's it, Squeezer. That is all we have for Back to the Future. It's been fun. It has been. I can't find where. This is weird. What? I can see, well, like seeing myself and seeing you. Seeing me trying to look desperately for. We're not six feet apart, by the way. No, it's okay. I think I closed. Do as we say, not as we do. Actually, don't even do as we say. Don't even do as we say. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't do anything. Don't do it. Um, I don't know what to play at the end of this. I, you know what? I do know what to play to take us out, Squeezer. Um, I'm going to play the goddamn Back to the Future song. Oh. So your family, you can share germs. It's true. <laughs> We're not, but why not? Thank you, Undertaker. Thank you, Taker. Think you'll go into Hall of Fame next year, Squeezer? It depends. I think you got to save it for when you need it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll be sanitizing the workstation. And we're, uh, I got powdered sugar in the garage. We're going to de louse squeeze it with it a little later today. Hmm. Super Troopers? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since. <laughs> it's powdered sugar. It's just, delicious. I see myself getting eaten alive <laughs> by that, like that guy MacGyver by the ants. Ah, all right, guys. We'll be back Friday. We'll watch an episode of the animated series. And, um,. That's right. Yeah. yeah, when he came in, we played uh, intro. Actually, the guys were going to fake him out and what not talk to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they all forgot and they didn't work. Forgot. It, the amount of energy put a lot of thought into things that we're never going to do. That's true. All right, we'll be back Friday. Uh, Squeezer won't be here. He'll nope, be he'll at be home. Back home. Um, same rad time, same rad channel. I'm RK. Squeezer. See you guys. Uh, there you go. That's the end. Put me back up. I got to make it a better part of the song oh, all right. to go out with. There you go. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>